0: Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word. Thanks for taking some time to be with me. Uh, we're actually working our way through Psalm 23. It's a, uh, a funeral psalm to live by. Uh, so often we relegate this psalm to uh, the time of death and we read it graveside and, and that's good and it's right, but that being said, there is much more to the psalm than just, you know, somebody has died. Uh, there are things to live by here, and there are uh, messages of hope and comfort related to uh, God's promises to us. And as we continue to work our way through it, today we've, uh, we've, we've come to verse 5. And in verse 5, we'll, we'll read it from the King James, because... Uh, It's beautiful, Uh, but verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And as I read that, the first thing that actually came to my mind was uh, enemies? What enemies? Because in our culture here in the United States, Uh, Christianity has been favored for a long time, and we've been able to live at peace and live comfortably uh, as part of our communities, uh, maybe even central to our communities for a long time. And uh, and that's a rich blessing. But that being said, I do think that's something that's changing in in our culture, and it's changing in our times. Um, I want to be careful because just because somebody looks at you, you know, cross-eyed or whatever doesn't mean that uh, that you're being persecuted or or that uh, you're suffering badly. Uh, I think sometimes we're a little bit too thin-skinned. But the idea that, um, that there are enemies out there, enemies of the gospel, enemies of God's people, um, I think that that's good to keep in mind. Um, part of the reason that uh, I, I'm a little bit hesitant on the enemies thing uh, is as you read this, this word enemies here, it's another one of those participles. So just like uh, the Lord is my shepherd is uh, maybe well translated as the Lord is the one who is shepherding me um, in the presence of mine enemies. uh, In this part, it's actually in the presence of those who are attacking me. Um, you know and you can see those who are attacking me those are my enemies I, you know it, it's it's good beautiful language and when we think of people who are attacking us maybe maybe that's not so much what we're experiencing at least at least not here in the United States other parts of the world definitely um, but I do think that this, this is changing uh, I think that mostly the, attacks, if you want to call them that, that we experience are, are vocal. Um, I think that we experience more negativity uh, and, and more um, problems with the attitudes that people have toward the church. And yeah, some of this is self-inflicted. Um, but uh, but there are people out there who would basically say that the message of God's Word and God's values are, are bigoted. Uh, that, you know, when we stand up for God's truth on matters of sexuality and, and, uh, and also uh, care for others, that, uh, um, that, that comes out of a sense of bigotry, uh, which is not true. Um, we'll have friends and family sometime who will, will, will have difficulty with them because they've embraced uh, the world's culture in, in some areas of life. I think that's especially true after a conversion. Uh, I was recently speaking with a guy who had uh, become a Christian and his family was not Christian. And he said that they're constantly mocking me and they're, they're you know not treating me well and things like that. Um, you know, that. That's a difficult thing that people do go through. In other parts of the world, Christians do know what it is to be uh, in the presence of those who are attacking me. Um, they do know what it's like to face opposition to the gospel and animosity toward the faith. Uh, some, some of our brothers and sisters in Christ, they face danger regularly and we do well to pray for them and to remember that God prepares a table in the presence of those who attack us. So when we do find ourselves in that place um, and we are aware of living in the presence of those who attack us, it, it is good to know that God is not at all bothered by the aggression of of those who would attack his people. And it's not that he doesn't care about our suffering. He is secure in his ability to protect us and to defeat our enemies, to defeat his enemies. He is so calm about the matter that he actually sets a table right there where they're attacking us and he feeds us. Now, when we start thinking about God feeding us, uh, my mind goes immediately to the Lord's Supper. Um, it's the supper where he gives us life and faith and he sustains us. Um, the food of the Lord's Supper, Christ's body and blood, in, with, and under the bread and wine, it defeats our enemies. It delivers forgiveness and life and salvation. It, it even gives healing for our bodies. And we do well to, to receive this in the presence of our enemies and, and to have the confidence of God's salvation at work in us. That, that leaves us in a place where we can feel secure even when we're under attack. Because we're fed by a shepherd who has a rod and a staff, uh, he is more than capable of taking care of us. And it's also good to remember that this is a shepherd who leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. He fear, leads us through death into everlasting life. And this shepherd this good shepherd who lays down his life and takes it back up again, uh, he he also raises the dead. And that's a big part of our hope, is that we don't just die and go to heaven. We die and we, we rise again. Uh, if you want to look into that a little bit more, uh, I've recently heard about a book by a man named Nick Ripkin called The Insanity of God. It, a lot of stuff about the persecution of the church and the suffering of our brothers and sisters in Christ. But the ultimate message that we want to remember is that not even death can touch us because God has prepared a table in the presence of our enemies. Uh, so in this life, we can have confidence and peace. And even when we face the worst that the life can, that this life can throw at us, we know that God is providing for us and caring for us. And from this image of God feeding us, we we pivot to from protection uh, from enemies to some beautiful blessings that God gives. Uh, He says, you anoint my head with oil. And there are a couple of images here that are important to grab onto. One is that anointing with oil is a sign of honor. Uh, In the Old Testament scriptures, Moses anointed Aaron to be the high priest with oil. Um, And uh, Samuel also with oil anointed David to be the king. Uh, this, this was something that, that showed honor and respect and, um, and cho- a chosen status. Um, e- even the, the, the word Messiah has this sense of uh, being the anointed one, the chosen one. And so there's a feeling of that that's connected to the psalm. But because this is poetry, we, could, we can move uh, broadly beyond that as well because we're thinking now of God as a shepherd, and shepherds actually do anoint their flocks with oil sometimes, um, as part of their care and their healing. Uh, I, I, I looked this up and, and was reading a farmer's blog talking about uh, how anointing used to be used very regularly among shepherds, and continues to be in some cases. Um, they uh, they will anoint the uh, uh, the horns of a ram because sheep like to. Uh, butt heads, especially the, the, the males as they're fighting for dominance. And so they would anoint their, their horns to hopefully help them to kind of glance off of each other rather than grabbing onto each other to keep them from harming each other too badly. Um, anointing with oil is very normal when they would find cuts on, on a, a lamb or a sheep uh, in order to protect it and to help to clean it. But the biggest use uh, that I read about for anointing and and the most uh, useful use uh, had to do with nose flies, which sounds terrible. Uh, But these are little flies uh, that go around the head of a sheep and they try to get into their nose and they will lay eggs in their nose. And there's all kinds of problems that come uh, from those flies hatching in their, their noses. And what shepherds would do is they would use an infused oil, kind of like the way that we use citronella to keep mosquitoes away, uh, and they would put it on the head of the sheep to repel the nose flies. And I find this image particularly compelling because uh, the devil is called Beelzebub in the Bible, and that means the Lord of the flies. And there's this image of the devil kind of swirling around our head constantly, and God anoints our head with oil. And he protects us from the temptations and the accusations of the devil so he anoints us with oil and our cup overflows we are people who are richly blessed in christ and as i think about our cup overflowing there's this image of abundance and i want to grab onto that image I wanna live in that image because I think often we're tempted in this world to operate from uh, an attitude of scarcity. I don't have enough, I have to look out for myself, I have to take care of me. Uh, I think that's one of the old lies of the devil that uh, that God is going to hold out on you and you better look out for yourself. You know, no, that's not the image of the Bible and that's not what God has promised to us. He says that I will richly bless you, that there is abundance. Now, it might not be abundance in the things that this world values. But as we live in God's blessings, the truth of the matter is that the kingdom of heaven is yours. Jesus has delivered it to you. This world that's passing away, where where the moth eats and and things rust and, and they decay, it's going to go away someday. And what you have been given is forever. All of the promises and blessings of God are yours it's a little bit of a different economy but I think it's a great way for us to look at our lives as we live as people who are redeemed by Christ and as we live in his forgiveness and in his salvation we are people who face enemies and yet our Lord Jesus feeds us and he provides for us and he cares for us he gives us life and salvation in the face of death He anoints our head with oil, both in the sense that he honors us, but also in the sense that he's protecting us and healing us. And our cup overflows because we have been so richly blessed and the kingdom of heaven is ours. In fact, let me say that a little bit differently. The kingdom of heaven is yours because of Jesus. And that's good news. God's blessings to you. If this has been helpful to you, uh, please like it, share it. Um, and uh, and come back next week when we finish up with uh, Psalm 23, verse six, as we go through this funeral psalm to live by.